0: we're just trying to like pitch something to be like this might get a little weird in a little bit and andrew just kicks the door open and is like don't worry i'm totally fine why are you asking if i'm fine so many times
1: would it be so bad if an 84 year old got into heroin
2: Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken Wrap of answers.
3: I haven't heard about hot orcs in a
1: while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005.
0: I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole.
3: I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right?
2: Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record.
1: This episode and probably
3: this whole this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. And more importantly, welcome to the first stop of the Spooktacular Express 2020. Woo-hoo! Whistle! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have insert train whistle here and it actually happened. I'm so happy about that. Uh, in this show... We take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how if Groundhog Day was set any time after Q1 2020, it would officially be the most terrifying horror movie of all time.
2: Yikes.
0: (laughs) The beginning of this year feels like 12 years ago.
3: Yeah, man. Like January.
1: 12 years of 2020. (laughs) 12 years a year.
0: (laughs) Every
3: month has been the worst year of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy! So every October, we here at DT Exclamation Point HQ embark on the mission of bringing you weekly Halloween-themed content. Now we unlocked the mythical fourth week TM when we started our Patreon a few months ago.
2: That is how legal legal stuff works. You <laughs> have to say the TM. Yeah,
3: right. You have to put it in the it's little like tiny declaring letters. Declare bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. You have to yeah. put it in the little tiny letters. So and say you're
2: welcome, them. lawyers. <laughs>
3: But the tradition of the Spooktacular Express will roll on and we'll be uploading content to our main feed every week in October. If you'd like to add a fifth episode of DT Goodness to your podcast apps this month, head over to patreon.com slash debate this cast and join the madness. Now with the door shut and the tickets taken, it's time for the Express to leave the station and enter the fear tunnel dimension or whatever. So let's get on with the show. (laughs) I'm going to put an obnoxious
0: amount of train sound effects in these (laughs) episodes
3: that is my one true goal please please load on the train sound effects
0: the fear tunnel dimension sounds like potentially the third dr strange movie subtext yeah (laughs) dr strange and the fear tunnel dimension (laughs) sure
3: i i wrote that and expected it to turn into a butthole joke if i was not careful uh so i'm glad we went with dr strange well, my dudes, the fear something... tunnel
1: is what my roommate in college called his called his bedroom. Oh,
3: nice. that's worse. <laughs> that's that's worse. Not better. Uh, So my dudes, something very scary and terrifying has happened here at DT exclamation point HQ. The execs called.
0: <laughs> yeah. I never get used to the abbreviation DT exclamation point <laughs> HQ. It it hurts to read and it doesn't feel yeah. good to hear. But it looks so
2: good yeah, written it's...
3: out like it looks good stylized that way. It's...
2: It's very aesthetically pleasing.
3: Yeah, it's a nice divider. It has (laughs) symmetry. (laughs) So this time, the execs from Capcom and Oculus called. They got their rocks off so damn hard with Resident Evil 7 in VR that they want to chase that high again. They're looking to create the next incredible horror experience for players to be fully immersed into. Here's the thing. Fully immersed TM. Fully immersed TM. (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing. They don't want to reinvent the wheel. In fact, they don't even want to put any effort into building a new game.
2: Well, they are execs after all. It's true. That is
3: what the execs do. They want to port a non-horror game to VR and brand it as a horror experience. Well, excuse me. So
2: I... (laughs) Not unlike what you just all heard.
0: (laughs) Something just came out of Matt's Fear Tunnel dimension. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna cut that out and now I can't.
3: No, it's there now. So I have called in the big guns and invited Todd Calorophobia Thomas, Kyle, Tripophobia Harper, and Andrew Hippopotamonstra, Sesquipedaliaphobia Henderson to answer the burning question: which non-horror game would be the scariest in VR?
0: Boom! Wow!
3: Boom!
0: <laughs> yes! I I read wow. that word in the show notes and just like braced myself
2: <laughs> somebody give this man an award in something <laughs> right now i don't know what but something
3: so hippopotamonstra sesquipedalia do you know what that is that fear is
0: no but you did you played with fire twice
1: saying it yeah <laughs> now if he says it one more time he opens a portal to the to the fear dimension
3: that is the fear of long words that's what that is. is. That's the fear hey. of long words. Really? Yep.
1: Yeah. Linguists are
0: assholes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd, yours is the fear of clowns. Kyle, mm. yours is the fear of grouping of small circles. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And Andrew, yours is long words. Mostly, I just, I wanted to get hippopotamonstrous sesquipedaliophobia into this podcast somehow. It's a 3 P. Yep. That's a 3 baby.
0: You may not have trypophobia, but... If you don't think you have trypophobia, you should at least go to the Reddit about trypophobia (laughs) so that you can see what people are horrified about. And you'll at least be very uncomfortable. Yeah, you'll find
1: something that that shakes you to your core still. um, Yeah. Whether or not you're
3: uh, irrationally afraid of it. Yeah. So let's move on from small groupings of concentric circles and talk about something actually scary. The games that you are bringing to the table today. So what game have you brought... What is it called? What system is it for? And when I say that, I mean, what system did it come out for originally? And how will you rebrand it as a horror game? Now, remember, the execs don't want you to change the game. They want it to be scary because it is in VR. Todd, go ahead.
0: Yeah, Matt, we are taking what is old and making it new but very spooky again. Well, that is the question at
3: hand here. So I'm glad that's what you're doing.
0: (laughs) Check that out. I just really wanted to rephrase it. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just letting you know, um, you gotta, you gotta tell people what you're going to tell them. Then you tell them, then you told them what you told them. So (laughs) (laughs) this is circling back in a podcast. Um, okay, Matt. So NES era gaming was just basically all about platformers very early on. And, and, you know, Nintendo has just all these characters really just sitting around that they're not using at all. So I was talking to Nintendo and we have decided to to fully immerse you, the consumer, Matt, you, into what some may refer to as the original survival horror game of the 80s. Some may refer to it as that. And that game is, of course... Ice Climbers, yes. Lots of people are calling it
1: the original survival horror game. My favorite survival horror
0: game. Yes. So, so Matt, in this game, um, I'm going to need you to slap on your what is now a spooky blue parka and grab your comically large spooky mallet that is inexplicably inexplicably is the word I wanted. (laughs) Damn it. We're recutting it. Matt, I'm going to need you to grab your comically large spooky mallet that is inexplicably built for climbing because why would you take a large mallet for climbing? Because, Matt, we are bringing this Nintendo Entertainment System Classic and we are making it the say it with me, the thank you, survival horror platformer (laughs) game of holiday
3: 2020. What did you... I? I do not know what you wanted us to all say together. What we were supposed to
0: say together. You were supposed to say the with me. And it it ended up being We were all together. We were all together supposed to say... The the power of friendship. The power (laughs) of friendship. Well, since so many people are referring to it as the original survival horror game of the 80s, I just wanted you to also now call it the survival horror platforming game of Holiday 2020. People are saying that's what it's going to be. Is that the title? Are we going with... The, uh, lots, lots of people. All the best people. I think. I think we'll call it. Um, we'll call it Ice Climbers Horror Mountain. Or something, or like the deep freeze, <laughs> not
2: good. No. <laughs> or,
0: well, okay. We're gonna talk about how laughably weird ice climbers is. So, like, that's not that bad. Okay. You,
2: you came in here with the same energy as like a YouTube motivational speaker, <laughs> where you were just like, yes, "If you, you, Matt. if, the if you keep saying it again and again and again, it will
0: eventually become true." Um. Yeah. Ice climbers, Death Mountain. That's the that's the trial. That's the prototype name.
3: Okay. Cool. Um. Specific question so the ice climbers famous famously is is a plural protagonist there are two. Mm-hmm. D- am i both of the ice climbers am i where where like i know that this is the next question so i don't want you to give too much away no is no, he no, nana or good. popo
0: yeah well i mean you could be either for this i for this i have said that you are we are playing pretend that you are popo because Popo was who you as first player played originally. But you will have Nana, your beloved sister, who you certainly will want to take care of. All right.
3: Uh, well, we will get into that more in the next round of questions. Kyle, you're up. What non-horror game are you turning into a VR horror experience?
1: Well, madam, I'm glad you asked. Um, so after some bad press from releasing a trailer for a game or a digital representation of Ronald Reagan, asked players to commit uh, some of the same war crimes his administration allegedly carried out.
0: People can't see your finger quotes, Kyle.
1: Activision wants to get back to its roots and put players in, in a conflict with a few fewer shades of gray without sacrificing the horrific dread and sense of insignificance that accompanies dying of a bullet wound alone in a foreign country. That's why we are happy to announce a VR remake of the original Call of Duty.
3: Um, the most impressive thing that you've done so far is say few fewer and make it sound really natural. So you, I'm on the hook because you're presenting so well, Kyle. <laughs> I'm I'm glad.
1: So have you you have all heard that like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan was so accurate in capturing the carnage and violence of D-Day that World War II veterans like couldn't take that imagery and had to leave the theater, right? Is that real? We've all heard that. Yeah, not heard yeah, that. Oh real. yeah, that's a real thing. Oh, that's okay. very real. Yeah,
0: yeah not, not
1: a not a war movie buff. Well, we're doing that, but in VR. Um, and that is that is my pitch for our our up, man. Remake two, of a game.
2: 2004 has a raging erection right now.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy, um, Kyle, that is that's a lofty goal that you have set. Um, because I don't know how well a war game is testing with gamers in 2020. Are you prepared for that marketing? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Everyone, people people buy Call of
1: Duty every year, Matt. You slap Call of Duty and and tell them it has a battle pass. They'll buy it. They'll buy whatever they, whatever you tell them to. I bought the battle pass.
0: I also bought the (laughs) battle pass. And I'm going to
3: buy it again in a week when this one expires. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, there's that um cool all right so we've got uh ice climbers and we've got call of duty two wildly different ideas andrew where do you sit on this spectrum of 80s pixel platforming and actual war crimes
2: the one thing i'd like to clarify before we move on uh the battle pass does give you the ability to play heavy metal music in your helicopter
1: which changes Which things. is worth 20 to
2: $30 a month, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> the defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Matt, let me, let me pitch to you this, this uh, funny little happenstance.
0: <clears throat> okay. I don't think it's going to be that funny.
2: <laughs> the screen goes black. You see nothing but the inky dark abyss all around you. You feel the hair on the back of your neck stand erect as the silence permeates all. Minutes pass, yet feels like hours as you anticipate what creeping nightmare awaits. Just then, you hear it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, banjo music. The unyielding cacophony of sound passes through your body, dulling your senses. The slurry of dissonant notes sends your brain into a kind of sloggy trance, much like the butter-saturated caloric hangover following a Cracker Barrel, cracker barrel Biscuits and Gravy Binge. Amidst your stupor, you see its face, the jagged, polygonal face of your new master in this chicken-fried hellscape. Banjo, along with his backpack mutant avatar Kazooie, has come to reap what's left of your fractured soul. While he uses no words, you understand exactly what this dopey troll is trying to communicate to you. Your soul has been broken, and until you can piece it back together, you will wander these rolling polygonal hills for eternity. As the guardians of this triangle purgatory, Banjo and Kazooie will help you piece together your fragmented soul so that you may finally receive eternal judgment. A gift to you. Can I, <laughs> Banjo can I say Kazooie. something
0: here? Every time. Every time. Most of the times? Every time. Every time. Andrew comes in with this Ben Wyatt Requiem rec- <laughs> for a Tuesday energy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just trying to, like pitch something to be like this might get a little weird in a little bit and Andrew just kicks the door open and is like don't worry I'm totally fine why are you asking if I'm fine so many times for the first
1: third of that pitch he could have been selling us a VR remake of the movie deer hunter
3: and I would have bought it (laughs) I always (laughs) god damn it I always know when I write the show notes when I should put Andrew last And it's it's questions (laughs) like this where I'm like, I know that there's energy in this question and I need it to be fully carried out. I'm going to make sure that Andrew Andrew either goes first or last, because if you need if you need the bad energy, you can't put the bad energy in the sandwich. You got to make the bad energy (laughs) one of the breads.
0: It's like it's like normal planes need a long runway to like ease into something and take off. And Andrew is one of those fighter jets that takes off off of like a a boat in the middle of the sea. And it just launches out and lights up and takes off. And you're like, what actually happened? What what caused this?
2: You guys having a good Sunday? (laughs) 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 This is what Andrew did today.
3: All right. So we've got 80s platformer in Ice Climbers. We have actual war game in Call of Duty. And we have 3D adventure collect the stuff game in Banjo-Kazooie. Three very non-horror game games that we are going to rebrand as a horror experience. So now that you've told me about your games, I need you to tell me about the experience. How will you put the player into this new VR world? And what about the original game will be so much scarier as players are experiencing it like it's real life? todd go ahead
0: so uh, did any of you three play the original um yeah ice climbers yes. yeah it's hard
1: shit it's so hard i've fired it up but like to say i've played it is a stretch
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's basically it's basically the first mario but just jumping vertical and also you have a, a hammer and you're um, sad the whole time and you're sad the whole time well there's actually like there's story behind this so the original game had you and your potentially your beloved sister if you were playing with two people. But since we know Ice Climbers more from Smash Brothers at this point, we're including Nana in here. So you and Nana uh, tackling this ever changing mountainside to climb to the top to ultimately fight a gigantic condor that has stolen all of your food. That was like the plot. Hmm. And so... Along the way, uh, you know, you have to battle these waves of, of yeti and other horrifying monsters that appear from the mountainside, trying to end your life and knock you down off the mountain, or eat you, or do whatever it is that the yeti folk do.
1: That that committed no other crime other than existing in this mountain you wanted to climb. Yeah, that you yeah. you
0: definitely invaded their personal space, and they are just defending themselves. I I I concur. <laughs> the the real yeah, villain. They're is, not the heroes. Is, is Popo and Nana. So in this VR version, you now are going to find yourself second guessing each jump you make because the consequences could potentially be you falling from, you know, parts of Mount Everest certain to certain doom. And have any of you three ever played like a VR game where you have heights? <laughs> I thought you
2: were going to say, have any of you ever climbed Mount Everest?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, show of hands. But no, have, have you ever put on like the VR headset and done like something that simulates heights? Like the Batman one? Yeah. The, The Batman one is what my mind goes to. I have not done the Batman one, but they actually brought one into my office that simulates like going up an elevator, like being over heights. It's horrifying. It's real scary. Yeah,
1: it's real unsettling.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. the guy that the guy that presented to our office was like less than 10% of people will actually walk out to the end of this plank that is simulated on like a 40th floor of a building and will step off like 40%. Did you do it, Todd? No, I did not. I had my heart rate monitor watch on, though, and my heart rate shot up when I got to the top of the elevator and I could not do it. Coward. So, oh, my God. Yeah, it was. I was sweating. It was terrible. So you get that in your living room now. Man. And so if you fall <sighs> off, if you misstep, you're going to plunge to your doom. Um, and, and again, in the original, these small Yeti folk trying to protect their land may not have been a big threat <laughs> as they walk left to right over and over again. But in VR, they could be right behind you without you even knowing, and that's horrifying. Uh, You know, if you do find yourself lucky enough to reach the peak of the mountain, which, remind you, is the peak of a mountain you're fighting on, you now are staring down the beak of this human-sized bird that wants nothing more than to beak-punch your parkered body until it has a (laughs) a nice sight of ice climbers with its stolen veggies that it took from you. And again, all of this is being done while you are... Simulating this treacherous terrain and what is definitely a fatal fall if you were to trip and again since we've got the headset and everything else you've got the whooshing wind you've got the visuals this is nightmare scenario and we didn't change anything that's just what it is now you gave a third dimension to ice climbers and that was the worst thing you could
2: ever do I I think a mountain climbing okay like it's definitely oh you think a mountain climbing
0: game is fun it's (laughs)
2: not it's not it's not fun it's not fine (laughs) I think a mountain climbing game would be fun. I think it's exciting. Is it horror? It is not. It's thrilling.
1: Thrilling, yes. Hmm. I'm just imagining trying to do a series of jumping puzzles in VR where like climbing a mountain you've got in real life, you've got maybe like 270 degrees of vision all around with your periphery. Yeah. That headset's mm. gonna crunch you down to like yep. 90 degrees. Mm. So you're not gonna be able yeah. to see Jack. And you're gonna have to be trying to to jump chasms and deflect mm-hmm. Yetis with no visibility at all. Again, not not horror, but
0: definitely but, thrilling. But bad. The the, the just really The the thrilling aspect is certainly like the biggest scary thing that is happening here. However, I guess you all just aren't bothered by being hunted by packs of Yeti folk. Apparently, that also sounds fine. Apparently, you've also fist fought condors on top of Mount Everest so that you could eat. Is that a normal thing you do? I mean, condor is an endangered species. It can't be that tough. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Matt is an endangered species. What? (laughs) What you said sunk in halfway through what I was saying. You
2: realize that 15% of the world's population are mats? Like that's a thing. <laughs> Not like Matt Cole, but like if you yell that's in fair. a crowd Matt, 15 out of 100 people will be like, "What?" That's true. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, the
0: it, we have an over we have an overpopulation of Mats is what you're saying. I, that is precisely what I'm saying.
3: It was like the third most popular name the year I was born or something like that.
2: Man, when I meet a new white dude, I either just call him Mike or Matt and I'm probably <laughs> yeah. right.
0: Um I really want to go back to Kyle saying, since condors are in danger, <laughs> that they can't be that tough. Man, that one's gonna stick with me. Yeah. Um, and that's a good anyway, one. Matt, it's gonna to keep Todd up at night. As soon as you make this game uh, fully immersive, the shit falls off the rails. It's it's gonna be horrifying. Your heart rate is going to just spike, and everything gets bad after that.
3: All right. Well, that has given me sweaty palms and a lot to think about. So. Let's move on. Kyle, tell me about the very real horrors of war that I can only assume you're about to unload <laughs> on my unwilling ears. The
1: game loads. You're dropped into t- Camp Takoa. It's your last day of basic training. You've got to pass, you know, your, your tutorial, your game tutorial <laughs> to pass basic
2: training.
3: Basic training as the m- tutorial to the military is very good, very accurate, but very good. And also 30
2: minutes.
1: <laughs> 100% like, no, That's the, the, the first, police academy. The first thing you do in, in the original yeah. Call of Duty is like, the tutorial is, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. basic. You pass, and you are recruited into the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment of the United States Army. You finish your training, and you're taken to Normandy, France, and on your very first day of combat, as far as I can tell, you are tasked with camp capturing Santa Marie Igles, uh, a town in France near Normandy, to be used as the landing site for Operation Overload because, surprise, it's D-Day. Day one, first day in, in combat, you're tossed into I'm D-Day. am not, not super surprised about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, Kyle, I want to <laughs> cite something that you tweeted a couple weeks ago where you were like, just once, I wish that a comic book series wouldn't take responsibility for the jfk assassination
0: that's how i feel (laughs) about. just
1: once you want a world war ii story to not happen on d-day exactly yeah yeah. yeah. give me something
0: other than d-day is it operation i think it's operation over overlord isn't it it overlord it's overlord yeah i I mean it's close no you're good
1: um so so you rush to help take the town you're shelled with mortars you're split sprayed with blood and grit um you know covering your vr headset. You watch your fellow soldiers fall around you, the life leaving their eyes, really capturing the horrors of war. Um, and you, you know, you, you succeed. You take the town, whatever, because it's Call of Duty. It's your first mission. Of course, you're going to do it. Um, so you continue the campaign, and you experience more, more of the horrors of war, like killing an otherwise innocent man, because he has a working radio, and you don't trust him to signal the, the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> leaving occupied citizens under German oppression because the city isn't strategically viable and Auschwitz all handled with the reverence and gravity you come to expect from a call of duty
0: game. Oh, God. cause they would do so bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hate this. Um, um, wait, okay. Time out. First off, I'm pretty sure granted these are all terrible things to put into VR. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as has been the joke with like hit F for respect that Call of Duty has mismanaged quick time events on things before. Oh no. But now. Oh, no, 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 I'm, no, no, I'm not. I don't think I don't have anything too terrible. Oh, okay, here. good. But I'm stuck with like, I'm stuck with like two things. Cause now we're talking about like VR controls. So Kyle was saying like, Oh, you get, you know, some, a mortar goes off and blood and grit is in your face. I'm now thinking like, since you have the controllers, you have to like wipe it in front of your face so that your character clears. And
1: you have to like hold, hold the controller while, it, while the, vibrator goes violently off as Mm -hmm. as the person Mm -hmm. you're stabbing to death dies so
0: so that's where i was going that actually from saving private ryan when the one guy gets stabbed it's very very slow and intimate yeah i don't know if call of duty has done that already i would doubt if they did
2: you're gonna do it with
0: with virtual motion (laughs) controls
2: and that's Uh, terrible yeah (laughs) um future kyle request not, not present day Kyle, but this is a future Kyle request. When you hear yourself listing off all of those things, I want you to interject the Call of Duty <laughs> <laughs> that
0: you get whenever you open up a, an orange box with extra yeah. good guns. Yeah. Man, how did this game get made? How, how did these games get made? Tw- I said 2004.
2: Yeah. This
0: we was uh, so 2003, like, actually. Like we
2: were, just like we were horny for motion controls in 2009, <laughs> we were hor- horny for gritty war reenactments well, in 2003
0: patriotism was at its peak in the early 2000s yeah. do you want to hear my favorite system that call the
1: original call of duty was released on the n oh, oh my
2: oh my, oh, my god here that's, that's incredible
1: crazy. ps3 xbox um you know windows mac but the n gauge is listed on consoles that was released on wow,
3: Gross. <laughs> yeah 2004 was a different time we were putting much different things in games in 2004. Um, yeah, now, yeah, we were. Now it only yeah. feels good if Reagan is there. And spoiler alert, it still doesn't feel good. Andrew, doesn't feel good at all. I don't want no. to talk about war crimes anymore. Uh, talk to me about banjo kazooie.
2: So I'm gonna give you the first first actual horror uh, premise here um, of the night. That was my. Because my shots fired. A little hashtag um,
3: humble brag ooh. there.
2: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> similar to Call of Duty, um, what made Banjo Kazooie lovable and endearing back then is exactly what makes it horrifying for a VR game now. So, just imagine, if you will, being trapped in a highly saturated, very low polygonal N64 world where literally everything has googly eyes and grunts at you in cartoony nonsense. It's like if somebody made a haunted house out of the vaguely racist non-ride parts of Splash Mountain. It's just <laughs> <laughs> singing bears all the way down. Oh, that's good. Uh, thank you. After, uh, so after being greeted at the precipice, you enter into a blood pact with Banjo, and what's left of your spirit now joins with his body as the willing vessel. You awaken in your new fursona inside of a summoning <laughs> circle on the top of Spiral Mountain. I did not have first owner written here, and I, that, was a, that was an audible that I'm happy that I added. <laughs> By
1: adding it, you make it a ho- automatically make it a horror game as it's far as Todd is concerned. It's a different yeah, kind of bad.
2: Yeah. Um, all yeah. of a sudden, you feel a sharp pain in your spine. It feels as though the space between your shoulders is on fire and literally is extending out like something is trying to escape from your body.
3: Do I have a haptic suit now?
2: Like, do I have more no. than... So I
3: just you, I just the player feel a sharp <laughs> in This is just
2: this is just the, the the black mirror thing that you've implanted in the back of your head. So etc cetera et cetera.
1: That's the next edition of the Oculus coming yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Andrew you got to see, peel behind the curtain.
2: Uh, all of a sudden you see yourself pecking at the back of your own head. Your consciousness now <laughs> split into two has merged with the sentient bear and Bear, bear and Bird Guardians of the Valley. You <laughs> you then set forth off on your strange spiritual adventurer. All the while, variations of the song, The Teddy Bear's Picnic, reverberate inside your head. <laughs> a large mole with Coke bottle glasses appears before you. All you hear is a high pitched moan, but his words appear in your mind's eye. Find the jiggies throughout the worlds to reach the top of the castle.
0: They were called yeah the, the they were called Jiggies. They Definitely. were. Yeah. It's yeah. the
2: it's the to the fragmented pieces of your destroyed soul. The 90s were were different. It was <laughs> it was a different time. You you enter the first of what you assume will be several worlds. You run, jump and climb your way to the top of Mumbo's Mountain where a short witch doctor greets you innocuously. He seems friendly at first, but before you know it a dark sinister magic envelops you. Gravity suddenly feels heavy, and your whole body sinks down to all fours. Thin, scraggly legs start to grow out from your ribcage, and your head grows to the size of a volleyball. He laughs as you are now looking up at him. You've been turned into a scaly, flesh-colored ant. You breathe out slowly, realizing there very well may be no escape from this purgatory. Wow.
0: Um... um. I don't remember the Banjo first level Kazooie. Of Mountain.
2: It's the first level of Mumbo's Mountain.
1: horrifying. Well, I don't remember Banjo Kazooie <laughs> being a fused amalgamation
3: of two beings. Well, I'm pretty. Maybe you didn't finish the game. Did you 100% <laughs> complete it, Kyle? I have. I have two two things. Um, thing one, mm-hmm. the sentient barren bird is my favorite fantasy tavern. Thing two, um, yep. so. I th- I thought the original Banjo-Kazooie game was just about making sure the witch didn't make your sister ugly. Is that still the end game or am I am I chasing parts of my
2: soul now? So the jiggies represent <laughs> the fragmented pieces of your soul that you have to collect in order to await eternal judgment. The witch Gruntilda is the warden of this of this realm. So in order to pass on to the gates to finally get sweet sweet release. You must defeat the warden of this purg of this triangle purgatory.
1: So you're making a lot of changes to the original
0: game. That yeah, was I think I, Kyle and I stayed pretty true to hey, the source material. We had to make it first person.
2: Yeah. Okay. S- Still, how else would you make it first person unless you're fusing your soul with the other with the you, with the protagonist? You are. You. I don't are, know other way to do it.
0: Or you <laughs> just are. Be- like I I said that Matt is is Popo. Yeah, like but how, is- how? But I don't believe it. You. could... <laughs> I can well, see you you that. I know that's, He's got uh, you there. Man, that's that's airtight. flawless logic. Checkmate.
3: Uh, and then one other question for you, Andrew. Um, only one. Well, only one. One currently. Um, so you said that my consciousness is split between Banjo and Kazooie. Can I see from yeah. both perspectives all the time? Yes. <laughs> what happens if you
0: look in each other's eyes? you see god
2: it's like <laughs> it's like when you have like when you're on a web call and you're like or it's like when you're on when you're trying to stream and you have your screen that you're streaming your screen that you're streaming and it's just like that empty void like putting two mirrors together
3: yeah yeah it's just into the, the void um just that wow okay so uh yeah interesting updates as as to where we came like todd has got a very suspenseful action movie uh that he's working on it's it's high thrill high suspense but questionably not horror um it's like a mission impossible movie yeah decidedly
1: not horror but Mm -hmm. but thrilling and you you know you're worried you're worried tom cruise might not complete the stunt
3: um kyle on the other hand just has really leaned into america's love of war and uh we're just it's the real ass horrors of world war ii and Mm -hmm. andrew um made a horror
2: game you're welcome has done a lot of things (laughs) took some
1: liberties with the source material okay well and made a horror game
2: okay well call of duty is just steven spielberg's saving private ryan so good for you to remake steven private ryan for like a no you're right
0: you both are disqualified but man okay uh well
3: i have i've heard enough about shaving ryan's privates today so the execs like where this conversation is. is going But they're starting to realize, maybe a little bit after Andrew's pitch, that they're going to need to horror this thing up, no matter how scary the original property can be. So go all in, cake your game in horror. What will you add to this classic game to really highlight how scary the original is? Todd, go ahead.
0: So I don't want to run you off of this premise immediately, but I first off am going to add we, we, this company, the.
2: Guys Nintendo. upstairs. <laughs> yeah,
0: Nintendo, those guys. Um we are going to add two of the most horrifying words that you can add to a game. And that starts with resource management. A la. Now I saw you cringe, I knew it was coming. But like did visibly la. cringe. <laughs> the game, if any of you have played the game The Long Dark, yeah. Like that, like survival resource management. So it is not the only threat, but you now are going to have to somewhat Oregon trail this shit to keep yourself. Alive and healthy, or risk death, dismemberment, etc. So dismemberment, you... huh? where, where oh, is we'll the... come back. Yeah, you know, there's. Always, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's that's never happened. Like on... via condor, is <laughs> yeah. that yeah. Is
2: condor <laughs> related uh, injuries?
0: Packs, packs of condors. You start off with water, and you know some a small amount of foodstuffs to get going. But you're to you'll need to proceed forward. To find your stolen food that this shitty condor took from you. Uh, but you're going to have to find that stolen food fast enough that you don't starve on this mountain. I mean, you're stuck on this mountain. You now don't have food. You got to get it back. So time is of the essence. And you're going to have to move pretty fast, Matt, before you become delirious from malnourishment. Now, you've also got to look out for your climbing partner, you know, your sister, your only sister who you care about nana now multiple times matt you're gonna have to ask yourself did you guide nana to set the anchor correctly in the next rock face i mean you haven't eaten enough and you you maybe missed that major structural integrity flaw so here we are matt you're gonna have to look into nana's eyes as you have to decide whether you can pull her up the belay or if you have to use your VR controls to cut the rope and shake her loose to save yourself, Matt. Uh, and I, I mean, like, shake her loose off the rope. You're going to have to use motion controls to do that. Oh. Now, now, Matt, no. Fortunately, you tied a strong enough knot, and, you know, she made it. You're good. Um, but now you're facing down that man-sized bird that has nearly taken the life of you and your sister. Have you ever fought a bird, Matt? Have you ever had, like, a bird fly at you? Have you ever had, like... You ever a... punched a bird, Have you ever punched a bird as a man? <laughs> I refuse to answer that question. I plead the That's fifth. Fair. So you've seen at least, like, birds dive-bombing people or videos or whatever. It's that, but bigger now. You've got a big-ass bird. Now, if, and I say if, you know, if you manage to defeat this bird and salvage some of the food that it took from you, there is still another step to this. What do you do after you climb a mountain, Matt? Uh, you, you go home. You climb back down. You, you punch another bird. <laughs> you have to now climb back do. down from the mountain, Matt. Says you. Yeah, I mean, I could just well, call it. Matt wants nah. to live on the mountain. Well, I could call it helicopter.
3: Helicopters <laughs> get people off Helicop- mountains all the time. Helicopter? Specifically yeah. the,
2: ty- the types of choppers that service hills. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the one thing, the not the only thing, but one of the things that the original ice climbers left out is that you climb the mountain. You're fine. You're great. No, you are not. You are lucky that you got food from this condor, but now you have to climb back down. So we're talking hours later, Matt. (laughs) You haven't eaten enough to sustain the forest march and Nana sprained her ankle. Something pretty terrible. Due to you not being able to focus and call out a jagged rock. Wait, wait. How, many, how much time has elapsed? It works like fallout hours or like Animal Crossing. Well, not Animal Crossing hours because those work in real time. Uh, you're not actually climbing this for multiple days. Minutes are hours. You know, whatever. You realize that... This works in Sims time, Andrew. Does that you answer your question? You realize
2: you don't need to eat three times a day in order to survive, right? Like, but you know, you know still, that. Can you just you You
0: while climbing a mountain, Andrew? Well, you have what? to still eat. That's why people I've, make trail mix. You don't climb I've a mountain, mountain in one day, Todd. <laughs> <I've seen laughs> alone. Yeah. That's no, this is a mole. <laughs> <make trail mix. laughs> anyway, I answered your question. I think so. Nana, <laughs> you yelled at sprained... me, but that's fine. <laughs> that's well. Here we are. Um, Nana has a sprained ankle, and so you now find yourself having to take shelter in an alcove away from the winds. Well, Matt. As the fire flickers in the wind, your thoughts run in circles of your hunger. I mean, you're hungry. You're probably dehydrated. And I mean, your character may end up saying, don't worry, I'll take first watch to your sister. But inside your headset, what you what you actually start to see on your visual display is, is it's sure making that Nana's injured calorie rich leg look pretty appetizing, Matt. <laughs> and so I just want to say the game, it won't make you resort to cannibalism. <laughs> but it's just something that you may end up doing if one of you are gonna make it off of Death Mountain.
1: Wouldn't any of the Yetis or or any other of the enemies you kill be yeah. a better
0: food option? Have than you ever your fought sister? a Yeti in a snowstorm, Kyle?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> Apparently in the earlier in this game to summit the
2: mountain
0: i have there what the, that's snows, valid. the, the storm hadn't yeah. picked up then it was still clear oh, climbing okay. I, oh, I still okay. am
2: stuck on like maybe two days in the laps. like i've seen alone <laughs> how <laughs> many <laughs> can, days how many like, days does it climb so what well, you don't know about death mountain andrews it's twice
0: as tall as mount everest
2: <laughs> is that is true is that
0: real did you that, make it, that up is that a so, is that the pokedex in this entry game, in this game it is okay and in this game anything well, is that's, anything
2: that's Probably not physically possible. But Death sure.
0: Mountain is not a real place. Not not this version of Death Mountain. So that is that is fifty eight thousand feet. Andrew, you're in
1: space. Most expeditions to Everest take around two months. It's true. I did Andrew, not know that. Can mm-hmm.
2: you
0: go two months without eating, Andrew?
2: Well, I can't, but I'm not an <laughs> expert <you're> mountain
0: climber. <laughs> You're not (laughs) Popo who's been training in altitude chambers to ready his body. Because that's a reasonable thing you can train your body to do. I've I've not been been training
2: my body in people eating. So the (laughs) point
0: is we have taken the thrilling suspense and and, you know, heart rate just spiking adventure to survival horror on this mountain. And I hope you packed some Nutrigrain bars, because it's either that or, or Nana's leg.
3: Oh man, the this this Ice Climber's <laughs> VR game having a, like brand deal sponsor. A Nutri-Grain in time. Time. I was it gonna say
0: the... Nature Valley, like cracking the yeah. Nature Valley it, bar. It actually it actually comes with a cliff bar. When you buy the game, <laughs> yeah. they send
2: you a cliff bar. It would definitely be the with the cliff bar. What company. an
3: excellent peripheral. Okay. Um Todd has forgotten that I am the one who works in a climbing gym and know what the words he said actually mean, but that's
0: fine. Um, I knew it when I did it. <laughs> he, did, he,
2: he did a good job incorporating the word belay.
0: Yeah, it's, it was very important to me that I said belay. It wasn't an accurate
3: use of the word belay. But As a verb or a fine. noun, you decide. Also, the fact that I'm the one who tied Nana's knot. I don't
0: know. Anyway, Kyle, Kyle, it's Nana your, is your young, frail sister. I don't know why you brought her on this mountain. Me neither, man. Kyle, go ahead.
1: All right, Matt. So, you guys, you want us to add more, le- like, legit, hard-age horror to the game? With a hard H horror? We are not going to change, we're not going to add anything supernatural or weird to the main story. We believe the horrors of war should stand on their own. That is our artistic decision. Okay. However, when you get tired of the horrors of war, we will have another mo- game mode available to you, a fan-favorite already built into the call of duty franchise call of duty zombies <laughs> you you will fight in vr horde unending hordes of hyper realistic very well folied and acted zombie hordes trying to rip your flesh from your body and eat you alive
2: you literally just said you weren't gonna have anything supernatural yeah i didn't That's hear that
1: in the main story
0: this is, oh. <laughs> this is this is a different 40%. game mode entirely i did say that this is Fair just enough. a mini game and and in this game mode matt to get to the second floor you have to have money to buy the couch away all right did you bring money to buy the couch that's blocking the front the step is that a real thing
1: I don't know what Todd yeah, is referencing. You. In one
0: of the, in one, sorry, in one of the Call of Duties, like to access different areas, you had to buy access <laughs> yeah. while you're playing the game. Like, oh, that sucks. By killing zombies. Oh, oh and there's okay. And just a sofa blocking some stairs. It's
2: not a microtransaction. It was just a, it, no, no, no. It was just a tower defense game. Oh, basically.
0: okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. This gotcha, is, gotcha. This
3: is in the before times when you didn't have to put a credit yeah. card number in for everything you wanted to yeah. do. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is going to make this extra horrifying, Matt,
1: is that as you kill people in the main story, you will see those people reanimated as zombies in the VR zombie Unending Horde play mode.
0: You didn't, you didn't save Laredo out of the back of the boat, Matt. You should have saved Laredo. <laughs> He's coming for you now. Oh, man. You get to,
1: you get to see your, your best friend who made it all the way through basic with you and then, and then <laughs> died by your side. He's trying to eat your guts now, and you've got to kill him or he'll kill you.
3: All right. Well, Call of Duty. It's fours of war Call of Duty. It's definitely not uh the Spooktacular Express episode if we don't talk about a zombie movie at least once. So I'm glad that we've checked that box for the month. Andrew, go ahead, finish us out here. Just just ladle the horror onto this already terrible thing you have made.
2: Oh, I would love to. Uh okay, Matt, so you've you've talent your way through Mumbo's Mountain and you've beak-busted enough baddies to claim the treasure of Treasure Trove Cove. You finally start to feel hopeful that your soul may soon find the rest that it desires. But then you see it. An innocent enough sign that reads, Clanker's Cavern.
3: Ooh, ooh, I, I, got, I got a little goose bumpy there. I <laughs> hate Clanker's Cavern.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely playing to the, the mod here. Now, it's, it's, <laughs> it becomes very clear quickly how different this world is from the last two you find yourself in a sunken cavern with no discernible sunlight anywhere in view. All that lies before you is an expanse of murky gray water leading to a dark, endless abyss. Now, Matt, using your state-of-the-art VR gyroscope... What? uh, You yourself, the real person, have strapped yourself into this gyroscope, and you start to swim your way to the bottom of the sludgy sea... You need as at you least $35,000 to <laughs> yeah. escape,
0: <you> know? <laughs> It's a pretty pretty, pretty expensive uh, peripheral.
2: It's it, it a pack-in, $149.99 with tax. <laughs> um, and you see, staring right back at you, a metallic sea serpent with brown, razor-sharp teeth. The mechanical monster opens its maw, and you feel the pull of the current take you. You flail your arms wildly the opposite direction as you see the mechanized creature lunge at you with full speed. Clanker is king of this domain, and you are but another scrap of plankin, plankton to suck into its mechanical gills. And thus begins your escape from Clanker's cavern. Wow. You're, sw- you're swimming did, from Clanker.
0: Did Banjo turn into a washing machine at one point?
2: Yeah, that's the second game.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I think Andrew has said Ma. Every
3: yeah. Every Spooktacular Express <laughs> are you sponsored? Are you sponsored by Big Maw? You gotta tell us. <laughs> Andrew's yes. Maw is my consume. Like we all just have our token <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Every time I think of it, it's the I think it's the first time. I'm Like, ooh, I should use that word.
3: <laughs> wow. Uh this was good. This was cool. I enjoyed this. Um and one of the reasons that I really enjoyed this, I just want to give all of you guys a, a quick pat on the back here before the super secret bonus question is that I have played a lot of horror games in my life and the ones that are the best aren't the ones that just ladle on gore because video game gore is not the best. So I want to give all of you a pat on the back for your question three answer not being, well, it's just going to be gorier. So good for you guys. (laughs) Um, Also that allows me to get out my harbored hate and dislike for Outlast 2. Anyway, time for Mm. the super secret bonus question. So Guys, the execs are stoked. They have loved every single thing that you have said so far. They're really excited because usually when they come to these meetings, they hate most of the things you say. But today they've liked everything, <laughs> and they're fair. really excited about it. They have realized that this is only going to go well if they cake on all of the horror that you gave us in question three. And so they are pouring the budget onto the table and giving you the task of of bringing in the next Hideo Kojima director. And they want you to tap a horror movie director to direct your game. So I'll give you time to make some calls and send some texts, find yourself a director, and I will take your answers right after this. Yes, welcome back. Come back into the room in which I and the execs sit. We are very excited to hear which horror movie director you have tapped to direct this new non-horror, but definitely horror because we made it horror, VR game experience. Todd, kick us off. Who is going to sit in the nice foldable
0: chair? Matt, in this game, you and your sister find yourself In the frozen wilderness, in a situation you did not anticipate, unprepared, fighting for survival. And you can only hope to get out alive. For those reasons and more, we need a director who has done that exact kind of movie and nailed the horror and suspense and survival pieces of that. So, we are tapping Joe Carnahan, the director of the Liam Neeson movie, The Grey. Mm, that's a good pull to do this game because that parallel and delivery is excellent and i'll tell you matt at the end you just hope you're not liam neeson with mini liquor bottles taped to your (laughs) knuckles trying to punch this condor to feed you and your sister one more day wow
3: excellent parallel todd i am i'm genuinely impressed good for you that was
0: very good i'm not gonna say anything else i don't want to ruin it (laughs) all right kyle go ahead who you got all right, Matt, so we,
1: we at Activision have, have partnered with a very great, uh, you know, still working modern director who not only has done great work capturing the horrors of war and the, the fear that, go, that um, our soldiers are under every minute they are in combat, but also has a, um, a horror movie credit in her filmography. Um, I am talking, of course of the about the director of films the hurt locker and zero dark 30 katherine bigelow um with the added bonus that she is a woman director shutting up all the sjw's who are complaining about our war crimes trailer for uh call of duty cold war <laughs> oh
0: boy. it is a pretty bad trailer <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's really bad
2: and <laughs> hits hard
0: um what
3: horror movie uh credit does Catherine bigelow have uh the 1987
1: film Near Dark is described as a neo-Western horror film. Huh.
3: All right. I have not seen Near Dark.
1: Interesting. Starring Adrian Pasdar, Jenny Wright,
3: and Bill Paxton. I knew one of those names. All right. <laughs> Andrew, wrap us up here. Who is the horror director taking on uh, Banjo-Kazooie IRL?
2: Right. Right. So we talked a little bit about the, the mumbo, mumbo-jumbo uh, m- dark magic. Um, so we're the the execs when when we talked about it backstage, uh, they they really wanted to lean in on the body horror aspect. So we've tapped Canadian filmmaker and director uh, David Cronenberg to uh, to be a part of this project. Uh, David Cronenberg, of course, most most known for his remake of The Fly, yeah, um, but also other similar uh, body horror horror movies uh, such as Shivers and Rabid, the latter of which uh is described as a woman who uh, after being injured in a motorcycle accident and undergoing a surgical operation develops an orifice under one of her armpits Ugh. the orifice hides a phallic slash clitoral stinger that she uses to feed on people's blood
3: under her arm what a weird choice what a strange choice yeah. that was
2: um yeah um, what movie is this it's called rabid it's made in 1977 mm. real fucked up i never heard of it yeah. i'm a little i'm a little uncomfortable <laughs>
3: I uh, I was really expecting you to say Tom Six, uh, Tom Six directed directed Human Centipede. Um, that was nah. the, that was mm. the the body horror pull I expected, not the one I wanted. Yep. Just bad. the one I expected. Yeah. All right, well that is great. We have a lot of good ideas here at the table. The execs have a lot of conversing to do, and we want to hear one last closing statement from you, the possible game developers and the pitchers at this meeting before we take it back to our offices. So give me your closing statements. Todd.
0: Yeah, um, Matt, I had prepared a just couple sentences just to tell you about how good my game is and how it aligns with what we're looking to do here today. But instead, I just want to leave you with two very different points. One, I didn't come into this boardroom and say orifice. And two, (laughs) I'm not promoting war crimes driven by (laughs) Reagan. So I'm just going to leave that on the table and I'm just going to step back.
3: All right, solid. Uh, Kyle.
1: War. War never changes. <laughs> Fuck you. Yet it is. Only the, we- only the weapons are new. Yet it is not the weapons, but the men who handle them who win victories.
3: Okay, uh, that was a thing that happened, and Andrew, go ahead, finish us off.
2: Matt, I'll leave you with one of my favorite lines from Banjo-Kazooie, taken straight from the game translation
0: <laughs>
3: translation I was real worried I was gonna have the worst <laughs> answer to this part
1: <laughs>
3: but Andrew seated my fears the defense rests wow okay so that was a time that was a time Um and it's you know We started today with a bang and everything was going really well. And now we're not so sure. So uh, with that out of the way, I'm going to take the execs back into the office for some coffee and donuts and leisurely conversation while you give each other some good vibes for the ride home.
0: Yeah, uh, Kyle, you made a game that actually might get made. Um, (laughs) It's been made several times. Well, no, no, no. I mean like... Like VR, uh, Call of Duty. If if VR were to become a like very casual at-home thing, this game will get made. Yeah, This will be a game you are going to use your very real VR controllers to snuff the life out of another man. Like, it's gonna happen. It will,
1: it'll tie into your, your, like, heart monitor watch and yep. give you an achievement when you lose the innocence that you only can lose <laughs> from watching the life leave someone's eyes. Oh, my um,
0: God! I, <laughs> I really hope that when the day comes that a Call of Duty VR game is made, they lean away from that and instead do things like pushing a person off of a building or like grabbing a grenade out of the air and throwing it back. Like there's there are some like north of center moral compass things they can do. And I hope they do it. Your game did not. And they will ultimately make. You yeah, I was going to say, are
1: you familiar with Activision? Todd? <laughs> yeah, percent yeah.
0: lean the other way. Um, Andrew, what did we do to deserve what you've done to us today? I don't know what and how can we and how can we change so that you don't do it to us again why why are you this way um know <laughs> I word, had forgot chaos. I had forgotten that Banjo-Kazooie is all about getting morphed into different things that wear a fun blue backpack um, and that was that was the fun part of Banjo Kazooie, and you made it terrifying. I suppose if you were against your will, morphed into this bear bird chimera hybrid, <laughs> that it would be a horrifying game. And for that, you are right. I am curious to know what happens to someone's insides when they are turned into a washing machine but thrilled we are not addressing that question it's, today
2: it's the same answer to what happens when shia what to shia labeouf when bumblebee turns into a robot <laughs> you, you think he's gonna get murdered yeah you get you get a lot of shia, La, shia labeouf blood I, everywhere. I like to
0: think that it transports <laughs> all La of La your blood. insides <laughs> shia LaBeouf. i like to think it moves all of your necessary organs to live into a pocket dimension Anyway, what you did was bad. <laughs> Thank it's,
1: you. Thank you for horrifying. the
2: genuine compliment.
1: Um, Todd, I like what you did because it was my suggestion. Um, <laughs> that you last minute, and, and even though you, and you listened to me and did the, the eating someone out of necessity part too. Um, so good job. I'm happy you did that. Um, Andrew, you, you took a very cute fun mechanic from a very cute, game starring a bear and a bird in a backpack and turned it into a David Cronenberg-esque horror scenario, and for that, I will scream inside until I die. So thank you as well.
2: Much like Banjo, you have no <laughs> mouth and you must scream. <laughs> this was fun. Thanks, for, thanks this for fun. thanks for encouraging me, guys. Uh, Todd, the Ice Climbers Donner Party mashup was, is excellent. I think we need more mountain climbing horror movies um, because, holy cow, I. Where
1: you contemplate the, the where ethics you to, and practicality yeah. of eating your sister, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it takes. I think the, the Donner Party, if I recall, like they were trapped without food in a blizzard for like two months. Yeah, it was yeah. something it was like that. It was, it was a long time. It was a long time winter. Like, yeah. yeah, it was an entire winter, like long past the point that the human body should not be alive it was a
1: settlement and then like this Mm -hmm. they had been there a year or so and then this particularly bad winter right yes yes it wasn't it
2: wasn't a group of hikers it was it was a a group of settlers who went the wrong way and had to set up yeah so here
3: here's where i admit that i know kind of a weird amount about the donner party but basically it was this settlement that was relocating and i believe traveling Mm -hmm. west and yeah, they were just yeah.
2: like doing the Oregon Trail thing. Yep, and they like came to the go west, young man.
3: They came up to a nice, came up to a mountain pass too late in the season, and yeah. mm-hmm. I believe that the rest of the settlement I, I don't think they like went around they decided to camp there for the winter at the base of they, the
2: pass they tried to do the shortcut which is go directly through the mountain this is, we're getting off track um <laughs> we'll do a donner party top podcast elsewhere anyway todd excellent work um i am terrified of giant birds so for me having to fight a giant bird on top of a mountain is an absolute nightmare um so that's that 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 hits home uh Kyle your horrors of war was was <laughs> was very good and and like Todd said is obviously inevitable in our in our very real VR society um our violence worshiping
1: co- culture
2: yeah um man with like the idea to tell Call of Duty like hey you've got to tackle all of these things like <laughs> looking another like understanding that there are humans on the other side of the the you know like all quiet on the western front shit like yeah, things that yeah. people that have been trying to figure out for for decades but with the heavy handed machismo <laughs> that is the Call of Duty Machizo franchise,
1: and jingoism that is Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah I mean, like yeah. the whole
2: time it's like you just killed another man's, uh, another woman's husband. <laughs> like, <laughs> this chi- this child this chi- this chi- his child will, g- will grow up fatherless. <laughs> you burn three cans of Monster
0: Energy. Drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and all the guns have fun names too to keep things yeah. like yeah.
2: plucky. This is you are there now the Dorito murderer <laughs>
0: Like whatever.
2: This is. This is stupid fun That's, that we do. <laughs>
1: might, that might be more
3: horrifying than anything I, I brought up today. <laughs>
1: boy.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Well, uh, I wanted to give a few good vibes um, before we went into the decision because it's Spooktacular Express season, and I am the Halloween boy of this podcast. And I came up with this question a while ago, and I'm really excited that we finally got to do it. So, uh, Todd, good job making a very suspenseful movie out of a 2d 8-bit pixel jumping game i mean that's kudos to you it's, uh for stupid. for going in on that um <laughs> not kudos to you for misusing climbing words you tried i appreciate that i have more
0: pulled up if you want me to try some more later uh try them now try them now <laughs> i closed the tab i lied I called, called bluff. <laughs> all right uh yeah and then
3: kyle man your ability to commit to the bit like this reminds me of when we did get a Sonic game back on the shelves or the Shadow the Hedgehog game or whatever. Um yeah, your ability to commit to the bit is is admirable and the horrors of war are very real horrors. Uh so great job there. And then yeah, Andrew, everything you did today, man. Just all the things. What Thanks. a what a thing that it was you did. So, the Execs thing, <laughs> the Execs are back in the room uh and the Execs have formed opinions and they want me to divulge those opinions to you. So thing number one, uh, Kyle, we are not going to go with the call of duty game, uh, because Kyle, cause you're cowards. No, Kyle war. Huh? Huh? what is it good for absolutely that was the other one that was
1: the other one i was gonna do for my closing statement
0: (laughs) yeah um
3: yeah we're not gonna
1: do a war game in 2020 it's just not gonna happen um and actually there is an answer to the that question posed by i forget the name of the band in this moment um but war what is it good for it's good for making a lot of money for the military industrial complex.
3: Yeah, mm. that's pretty much it. That's why we're not going to make a Dang. war game in 2020. Uh, Cause I am a hippie socialist pacifist drop games, not bombs. All right. Uh, moving on. That leaves us with Todd and Andrew. And this is really interesting because these are two incredibly different types of horror. Uh, you've got 127 hours on one side. You've got teeth on the other side They are very different kinds of horror. And because of this experience and what we're going for today, the execs have decided to go with you, Andrew, and we are going to roll the Banjo-Kazooie game. But Todd, we are putting you on a new project. You are going to be helping the team strapping a GoPro to Alex Honnold's forehead and making him climb terrifying mountains, uh, because that was what you did today.
0: The thing that you missed, Matt, is that my game would have been reliable and always there. So you could have called it a perma draw. Okay. We're
3: not going to do this. This is bad and we're not going to do it. Uh, (laughs) No, um, Todd, I really, really liked your ice climbers game. Uh, As someone who has little to no fear of heights, those VR games where you're walking a plank off the side of a building are right. Terrifying. Uh, So yeah, kudos to you for doing that. And the cannibalism pull at the end was very good
0: but you my argument you could say was the crux is
2: that is that anything um we're not
0: yep we're not
3: doing this andrew you win andrew (laughs) you win today congratulations
2: (laughs) oh it feels so good
3: good i'm glad it it feels so good for the rest of us it felt really really bad so uh and honestly today that's what matters so thanks for listening in to debate this you can follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast. And now you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com/debatethiscast to unlock that tasty fifth episode this month. You can join us next week as the Spooktacular Express pulls into a familiar station, and we gather round for Creepypasta Story Time. Woo! Hell yeah! Yeah, and something spe- or something special about this year's Creepypasta Story Time. We actually recorded it live over on our Twitch channel, so we'll probably put the VOD of that on YouTube. But if you want to see more possible live content from us and also watch us stream some games and what we're calling Monday Night Football every Monday at 8 (laughs) p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Uh, follow us on- Until the NFL (laughs) makes a stop. (laughs) Yep, until notoriously litigious football corporation makes a stop, uh, you can check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cast. Until next time,
0: I'm Matt Cole. I'm Todd. What starts with be-kissing ends with belaying. Thomas. (laughs) You go to hell. I'm Kyle. um,
1: Unlock the watch the enemy's life drain from their eyes (laughs) achievement, Harper.
2: And I'm Andrew, Cronin, Bird, and Bear, Henderson.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the spooky swing sets, nerds.
0: Why are we friends with
2: us? (laughs) What the fuck is the matter with us? Oh my goodness.